Whether you're fresh start off in the job market or you've been working for the past 10 years or been into this industry for like 20 30 years sometimes we do have this lingering feeling that have we done the best that we could are we on the right career path is this how my journey supposed to be well to answer all those questions you only need to search within and seek for some guidance around In today's episode I take you through the career journey of a leading career developer and it's going to be so interesting because there are many myths that she is going to debunk in this episode so tune into this 11th episode of my first step ever with your host Ishani Nigam that's me and I'm so excited to get started <music> that's going to take place on my first step ever podcast today our first international speaker the first university dean i'm going to interview and the first award winning human resource and work development professional please join me in welcoming our very first international guest it is so good to hear that <laughs> from all the way from canada dr deirdre hi thank you so much for having me This is an exciting time and because it is 9 a.m. over here in Australia it's 9 a.m. Friday and she is directly speaking from Canada and it's around 4 p.m. Thursday time for her. Hi Deirdre, welcome uh-huh. on my first step ever. I didn't know I would be your first international speaker so I'm I'm a little nervous. I'm very honored to, that you asked me to to come and speak with you today. So thank you so much. That your journey has been so intriguing that that's the reason I wanted to I requested you to come on this show and share that journey with our listeners because there are listeners all across the globe who are listening to my first ever ever right now. And before I ask any questions, I read that you believe no question is stupid. as one of your fr- uh, students quote this is what the student said you have never made me feel silly for asking questions that you ha- and you have responded as though you have discerned wisdom in our comments that we weren't even aware of so i feel safe right now even if i ask a little bit of foolish question let me just start by asking have you ever been to australia before I've not been to Australia before. I ho- I hope that's okay. <laughs> that that's completely okay. Although I had a leading question but that's completely fine. <laughs> maybe my next question would be I would love to see you in Australia someday. <laughs> um may- maybe maybe one day. I don't like to fly. So it's very far from Canada. So I I have to sort that out. <laughs> okay, I think that then I think we'll have to do with the Zoom meeting. Yeah. Or, or I'll have to take a cruise. Right I can just slowly cruise to Australia that might be a better plan. And that sounds like a plan that's interesting. <laughs> so okay I have some of the uh, your first stories as well like um, you have done a lot of uh, different things in your life you have tried hands with different um, areas and you've also succeeded. Now what I want to just take everyone through your history a uh, career history very quickly which is your career history so far shows that the tremendous contribution you have done in the education field 
and reinforces the fact that if you continue working in the field that you really love or you're passionate about or you care there is no stopping so deirdre has close to 25 years of experience as a career development specialist educator manager and a human resource professional so people we are dealing with a person who has done a lot in her life and like we got to have lots of fun i'm going to have lots of fun asking her questions and looking forward to her answers she has also made significant difference in the field of career development locally nationally and internationally through innovative education program designs and you have led team canada now this is the highlight i was like whoa this is interesting so deirdre has led team canada and has been a catalyst speaker on the role of emerging technologies at the 7th international symposium on career development and public policy now this is also something very different from what i understand from the career so far so there are lots of things happening so you're an educator career development professional and a chart specialist would it be okay if i start by asking did you ever think of being in either of the professions that i just mentioned above no no never okay never and and that i don't think that that's i don't think that's unusual you know we we always ask kids in high school oh, you grow up or what are you going to do for work and how do you did you know at 17 did anybody know at 16 or 17 or 18 what they wanted to do when they were 40 you generally whenever i ask that question in in groups it's maybe 10% people were like absolutely and and the rest of us were kind of we didn't know or when we thought we knew but as we were exposed to you know education or or other work we completely did something totally different and i think that that's okay <laughs> yeah i think something that uh, very interesting that you just pointed out is that who says that you need to restrict yourself to one particular profession when you can utilize and harness your capabilities and also you know start working with different people and different people so that was a highlight over there that i want to give out to the listeners who are listening so we are starting on a very very energetic note today well and if i can i I'd, i'd like to say i actually think it's very dangerous to mm-hmm. think that you make a decision for a career and that you have to be that for the rest of your life because what happens if your life changes you move cities you get married you have kid whatever it is and you decide that you don't like doing that job anymore if if we if we if we're stuck with but this is the job i have then isn't every day terrible isn't it instead to say hey that job was great for a while but now i'm going to give myself permission to do something different so it's very interesting to hear your thought process and i mean i i'm almost like in my mid, i'm mid 20s now and i have uh, you know taken a few jobs and left few jobs at different fields but i've gained a lot from all of the all of the different yeah. so i i completely understand where you're coming from and that is so true uh, i think every every individual has that hunger to keep doing more because once you have set your goal and you've done a particular thing you really want to move on and i think this is a very p- good piece of advice that you just shared with us 
So I want to backtrack a bit and I want to ask you how did you nav- navigate your career through your 20s and what was your mindset then? Oh boy, the, my 20s were a long time ago. <laughs> um you, you know, I I hate to say it, but I I I didn't really have much of a a plan. Um you know, I I fell into this career like like most people in career development have often done and at the time in my 20s um here in Canada there were there was a lot of 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 work being done under federal government contracts so the government of Canada you know agencies and businesses to run career development services and supports often those were targeted for people that were unemployed that weren't working so our focus would be on how do we on programs and services and supports that would help people that were out of work what we would call reattach to the labor market and and some of these groups were were different what we would call disenfranchised so there would be people that were refugees or perhaps newcomers to Canada that didn't have any Canadian work experience others were people that were um what we at the time we called displaced so had lost their jobs because of industry collapses so good examples of that would be mining or the fishing industry or forestry sectors where you know the industry literally collapses and all of these people for perhaps generations have been a you know worked in the mines and now the mine is closed and what do I do now so you know that was a real focus of my career in my 20s were supporting um those kinds of contracts and supporting clients that were largely unemployed um and needed supports to reattach to the labor market and and the goal was always meaningful work um but realistically any work sometimes was was better than nothing people have bills to pay so yeah. that that was my 20s at, at the time what was my mindset like well um as you may probably understand my mindset was this can't be it that there must be something else that that I should be doing to help people. We know from um grief and loss and literature and how that impacts people that lose their jobs. If you can imagine if 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 you were a minor and your dad was a minor and your grandfather was a minor and your great grand like your whole identity is wrapped up in that profession and then all of a sudden you're not that anymore. Well then who are you? And so we know that there's a lot of grief and trauma and really things that can happen for individuals and for their families and and in fact communities when there's job loss. So I would always think, well, if I have to wait until somebody has lost their job and all of the negative things that that come of that before they can access my services, that never made sense to me. So I spent a lot of time in my 20s thinking about Well, how do I get to the people that need me as a career specialist before they lose their job? Why can't we help them while they're at work and perhaps recognizing that their industry is failing or recognizing that they're unhappy at work or recognizing that they're they're not valued at work anymore and they need to make a change but don't know how to do it? Why can't I deliver services to those people? And and not have to deal with all of the other stuff when they've lost their jobs. And that's how I transitioned into human resources and education. It just seemed to me in my 20s while I was doing really important work that there there must be a way to get to people while they're working before 
all they they're subjected to all of the loss um, that job that that losing a job can bring. So that was that was the big thing for me in my twenties. So th- that's very interesting. Uh, I see uh, the biggest trait to go forward that you have is like. asking a lot of questions and, yeah. and asking a lot of questions to yourself but i believe to also to other people who are able to help navigate you through that situation so did you have that kind of guidance mentorship around you or is it it has always been you who's guiding yourself I, you know i i think it's a, a bit of both um i'm i'm a pretty determined person <laughs> and i'm i'm willing to work really hard and um and so i i think that that helped um but i also have been very blessed in my life to to come across um people that that have been incredible mentors and incredible role models and um and just really have become really important colleagues and friends and but i i i think that sometimes that's timing and sometimes it's recognizing that it's not enough to identify a person and say oh hey i'd like that person to be my mentor or or that sort of stuff but it really is is working to build um that relationship and um and so there are a couple of a really critical people in my life that i don't think my career would have i don't think i would have had the same success if if it wasn't for um you know kind of the guidance and and the mentors that that I've that have cro- I've crossed paths with that that's very lovely and that's really uh, nice to know that we ha- that you had few people around your journey that you did recognize and appreciate their help yeah so i think i just wanted to go back to a fact that you mentioned you saw the need before something went wrong you did not want to wait for that moment to go wrong and then come in the market and provide that uh maybe help to people so that that was a very very interesting uh take away from me that do not wait for things to go wrong to try and help and solve them if you're constantly keep looking future of what can happen and then you know devise your own plan and start working on that so that was also very interesting to know yeah i also wanted to ask you so Now that you are a dean of the student success department of Yorkville University Film School Toronto and you also working for the career development aspect and trying to integrate the HR strategy what I understand In my mind I could be completely wrong I see this as a two different uh, roles that are like demanding different kind of mindset mindset or kind of efforts from your side because A you're an in an academic situation and there are some obligations or way uh you need to go ahead with the, the other part is like actual job market i mean obviously they intertwine that's how you go about doing but is there any dilemma when when you take decisions or is that like even more helpful because you know both the side of the story so i think first it's important to clarify that that i'm i i'm i work full time at yorkville university and toronto film school and we're a pan canadian university so we have multiple campuses across the country about 10,000 you know nearing 10,000 students that I'm responsible for and um so that consumes a lot of of my life and so the kind of the other things that I do I do very little consulting you know and within HR and organizational development any longer I just don't have the time but but where I do focus my efforts is 
with presentations and writing and publications and and you know I and webinars and all of those sorts of things that are really pure in that career development space. But interestingly, career services and support is a key mandate of my department at Yorkville. So I, you know, even though I'm my, you know, as Dean of Student Success, I'm responsible for other initiatives that are, are all focused on the success of our students. Um, career is still in there. I haven't left career behind. <laughs> so it all kind of fits neatly together. It's like a puzzle sometimes. And, and, you know, as I think I cut out when I said earlier, the theme throughout my career, if you really want to look at all of these apparent you know, really different things or how does one fit into the other? It's career. It, it's, it's helping people find meaningful work, no matter at what stage of their life. That's been the theme for me throughout, you know, the past 30 years that I've been working. I was pretty much interested to know that how these different yet interconnected role, how, how do you, you know, play out those roles and if there's advantages or disadvantages to that. Just just trying to understand like going forward if if someone is in various fields at a time and how are they able to manage their energy around that. I, I really think that your values are, are really important and I think that we have to start looking at, at our career and our work much more holistically you know so sometimes we obviously I have the education that I need to work the academic field right if I didn't have a if I wasn't Dr. Deirdre I wouldn't be a dean right <laughs> so you know there's things that have that I decisions that I've made along the way that have led me to this position if you'd asked me 10 years ago would you ever be a dean in a university I would say absolutely not like it was not on my radar but it's how my career has kind of meandered that, that presented this opportunity. And at most stages of my life, when somebody's presented an opportunity, even if I really didn't think I could do it, I would say, oh, sure, I can do that. And that's just, that's partly my personality. I mean, there's definitely partly that's my personality, but partly it's just, I'm open to seeing where the path takes me and I refuse to be locked in that I can only work with people, if I'm a, to be a career development specialist, I can only work with people after they've lost their job. Well, that's kind of nonsense, even if that's where a lot of people in the field work, and it's really, really important work. I don't have to only define myself by that. I can do something else. And so I think that's a really important message is sometimes we get so focused on either the career that we're gonna be or the career we took our education in or the career that our parents told us we should do, whatever it is, that we fail to see all of the all of the other opportunities um, that could be just as exciting, but perhaps you think I shouldn't do that, or that doesn't really make sense. But man, it sounds interesting. My advice would be: if it sounds interesting and you can make it work, we'll do it. Why not? You only live once. <laughs> yes, absolutely, and that is a very important message that we want our listeners to listen to at this point of time especially and I think a lot of people have got time to reflect on where they were going so far where they want to go ahead because the world is changing completely so you're absolutely right one thing that you mentioned is something that even one of our guest speakers in previous episode mentioned that was like if something scares you or if something interests you I think in your language just say yes and figure out the details later so Nina Christian was one of our guest speakers uh, last episode when she said this. I see that thought consistent across different guest speakers who have achieved something in their lives because 
you really go out and take that opportunity grab that opportunity and yeah. i think things follow this is all about what my first step ever is about that stop thinking too much just start with baby steps things do follow so now that you have different roles and now you are dean as well if you would like to get, take us through the the point the challenges in your life in the initial stage or maybe at a later stage one particular challenge professionally that you faced to build your career oh boy <laughs> um i feel like there's been lots of challenges and sometimes those are internal like like fear um sometimes that is um you know like imposter syndrome we all have that like did i make the right so sometimes there's just there's those sorts of things that you just kind of have to beat those demons aside a little bit and say fight what what's the expression fight the fear and do it anyway right or feel the fear and do it anyways i think that's the expression but probably the biggest you know thing that comes to mind and i'll try not to make it too complicated but i i i mentioned earlier the type of programs that i was working with that were very heavily funded by the the federal government and as most people know as governments change and life evolves the government stopped providing the same level of support um and and so the whole operation that i was working in had to completely um change how it was doing business and and um i wasn't really happy with with how things were evolving with within the government and that was a that was a really hard time to say um that i have an identity as a career development professional that that the majority of the work that that i've i've done for the last at the time it was probably 15 years has been within these government funded programs where we're we're doing really important work at the time um you know i was running a company that had staff and and contracts and and but i i wasn't happy i didn't i felt like there was a um it was a values conflict is what it was it, i i didn't like the type of service that we now had to do i didn't think i could do it um in the same way um with the same level of support that that i could do it and so we we made a decision and and walk away and uh, for the first time in my life i was actually unemployed <laughs> and i i didn't really know what i was going to do um and so that was probably the biggest challenge that that i faced there's been lots of little ones but that was probably the scariest one and and looking back i think i could have handled it with a little more grace <laughs> um <laughs> and and a little more wisdom than i i perhaps did but it was a really scary it was a really really scary time and and for somebody that should have been able to navigate unemployment really well i you know i'm an expert in the field i still had all of those emotions that all of my clients had so it was interesting to be on the other side but i can tell you what made a huge difference is one of my mentors that i referred to earlier um like literally i was unemployed i had i had i had no work it was really tough so i got offered a contract for 2 hours it was 2 hours worth of work and now i know clients that have said to me i can't do just 2 hours worth of work i need full time work right i took the 2 hours worth of work because i needed i needed i needed some work so who am i to say i'm not going to do your 2 hours of work i'm going to sit here and do no work while i'm looking for full time work like that 
but that's what we're that that's kind of what we teach ourselves to do and that's what society kind of teaches us to do but i took the two hours worth of work and you know that two hours worth of work established a relationship and a working relationship that has la that la has lasted 20 years a deeply important friendship and colleague in my life my co-author and i i only did two hours worth of work with her she offered me two hours worth of work and that's how it started either you develop this mindset of you know have taking the decisions that you did at the right time that really helped navigate your way in the direction that you're in right now or did you pick pick it up a lot of people around you because i want the listeners to listen to if they are in a certain situation right now there are ways that you can develop a mindset that a winning mindset or probably a growth mindset so if you would like to maybe elaborate something on that i think i think part of it is me and just how i was raised right i i think that i think that's part of it um you know i was raised to have a a good a, a good work ethic you 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 work and you just you you work i've got a family to provide for so i have to work um so i think that's part i think that's part of it interestingly um some people would say that that i'm a risk taker but i'm actually not i'm quite risk averse mm-hmm. and so what i was always doing in my career is making sure i always had work right i so i wasn't taking risk i was i was taking on all sorts of contracts all the time saying yes I can do that even if I had no clue. Right? Even if I had no idea what to do, I would say yes. Obviously if it was in the realm of my, you know, I had some opportunity to be successful, I wasn't suddenly driving, you know, a logging truck, right? Although I would have if I had to, right? Mm-hmm. Um I I because I didn't want to be out of work. So I was always saying yes, I will do that. as a way to avoid being unemployed. So I didn't see it as risky. It was it was being risk averse by having lots of opportunities. In 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 career terms it's called multi-tracking. So I had lots of small contracts as opposed to one big boss with a small contract, it didn't really matter. I there was always something to replace it because I I didn't really want to be out of work and plus I'm just a curious person. So any it was every nude every opportunity everything i said yes to allowed me to learn something else that i could then apply so it it's it's every decision is a career decision the time very day said that he's a canadian leader in career development um and it, a career decision doesn't have to be huge and generally it never is it, you know the message in 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 Barry's talk is and and what Barry says is that every single small decision that we make is in in fact a career decision that is an interesting piece of advice mm-hmm. and i'm learning a lot along with i think everyone who's listening to us today thank you for sharing your experiences and your own wealth of knowledge that you bring to the platform um just the last question i would like to ask you that i truly believe that our current generation is passionate purpose driven and wants to work towards bringing a change uh what would be your top 3 tips for our listeners i i i think is is the first of all keep going this these are hard times right now while we're recording this this podcast so keep going even when things don't feel secure and even when the path isn't clear sometimes we have to take a few steps down our journey before we get a lot of clarity and and the key is to keep moving 
And even if you make a decision and it didn't turn out as well as you wanted, that's better than not making it. Thank you, Deirdre, for coming on my first step ever and taking us through your unconventional career path. The stories that we have come across so far only reinforces the fact that your career journey did not be from A to Z. It can be what you want it to be. So my friends, relax, reflect and rejoice in whatever you want to do however you want to do follow us on spotify itunes whatever you like and definitely become the part of instagram community which is my first step ever underscore in to network exchange ideas and find a common platform to begin your first step ever journey this is your host ishani nigam signing off